A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com. 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game Day, the record book. Finds Matheson into the area, steers it into Wilbraham, comes to him. Had a second attempt and rifles it home under Dubravka and Rochdale have equalised against Premier League Newcastle United. Jones right for the curling effort oh. is a absolutely stunning goal. Mullin from the spot bangs it right down the middle and we're all going to go back to Merseyside in 10 days time. Hello everybody, happy new year to you all and welcome to the Game Day Record Book podcast with me, Danny Kelly and of course our expert team of an analyst, if that's the word I'm going to use this week. Um, of course, this week is mostly about the FA Cup and what an amazing um, week it's been with the FA Cup. So we'll get st- stuck into it pretty quickly. Delighted to say our guests today are, well, broadcasting legend these days, sometimes stand-up comedian, Tom hmm. Rennie. Hello, Tom. Oh, hi, and good to be back. I like broadcasting legend. Every time I come back to this programme, the introduction is more grand. And I like that about uh, this. Because, because every time you appear on this show, you become more important. That is the general... Mm. Imagine, how, imagine my view of myself. It doesn't uh, work for me at home. Yeah, yeah, equally escalating themselves to the uh, to the very upper echelons, the sunlit uplands of broadcasting genius. Um, I'm delighted to say alongside him, uh, a lot of West Ham fans in the studio, we'll be honest about that as well. So Mark Webster, hello, cannons Mark. Cannons to the right of your cannons to the left uh, yeah. of your, Dan. Sorry about that, yes. That was that was, that was even more... Uh, no, no, cannons, that, that makes me think Arsenal fans, to Oh, be that's oh, it's yeah. a double whammy for yeah, you. It is, yes, it go. is, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk a lot about the FA Cup in, in the round in a little while, mm. but we do need to get our heroes and villains out of the way. Why don't we start with, be positive for once, and because it's New Year. New Year, new me, as people say. Yeah, right. Um, let's start with our heroes. And Mark, I love your one. I love your choice. Well, I, I do like the fact, it's a very good point about ringing out the old ringing in the new with this fella, because um, he, he did rather have to clean his, uh, his slate. And then he made his appearance... And he did the thing that no one would expect, which he goes and gets his goal against Man City. I speak, of course, of of lifelong legend Port Vale, Tom Pope. Um, an amazing fellow. I mean, he's, he, he's been a fan forever. And uh, on the TalkSport 2's EFL show, uh, he was spoken to last week before the game. And it was mentioned, the fact that there were two, there was two opportunities to meet top, top guys. One of them, Pep Guardiola, the other one, Robbie Williams. Legendary Port Vale fan. Mm-hmm. He was asked which one he preferred to meet. He immediately said Robbie Williams. You'd have to say Robbie because, Williams. Because, as he yeah. says, you know, I want to meet Robbie Williams because we're both Vale men. And and so the the fella who had basically drawn attention to himself by explaining his feelings about John Stone and then getting in a bit of trouble about it via his Twitter account. And this is a bloke, by the way, who also writes a, a local 
uh, newspaper column. He's he's not backwards coming forwards. Yeah, is Tom a lot to say? Yeah, yes, I like him. He runs. He's he, uh, until recently he run his own Sunday morning pub uh, pub team as well. He's, he's he's got the lot, this guy. And he also, the thing that you want to talk about is the fact that he gave John Stones, England's owner, John Stones, some tremendous clog in the run up to this game. Yes, he did. It was, and he basically said he he couldn't wait to play against him. And but of course, I'm assuming thinking he never would. Well, he had the opportunity. He only went and got the goal. Didn't well, he, he said what he said was, if I played against John Stones every week, I'd get thirty goals. He well, he's it. amended that now, though, Dan. Yeah. Since the game. And he's gone from his, in fact, it was 40 goals. He's mended that to 50. He actually said, so his first original one was, I know I'm a League Two player. I know he plays for England on 150 grand a week and he's a million times better than me. But if I play against John Stones, I'd get 40 a week. He backtracked before the game saying, oh no, everyone, you can't take a bit of banter. I was actually, I actually wanted to say he's he's world class. I think he's a world class player, John Stones. Um, And then of course he came out of what he said after the game, after having scored as well. He did. It was fantastic. He's perfect. The nation wanted him to score. as he's also, he, they weren't at the point out that um, Man City players, in particular ben, uh, Benjamin Bendy, wanted to have a selfie with him, uh, and he went to the dressing rooms after as well. John Stones wouldn't talk to him, almost perfect as well. Which of course you know the Man City players are going to adore. They, that's you why, never let yeah. that drop. That's, why, that's why Mendy's taken that picture. It's a rub yeah. it in John Stones' face. Absolutely, and brilliant. Then I think, and then about three o'clock in the morning, he then uh, answers a, a, a silly question with a really facetious tweet, which may have got me to stick yeah. with the FA, which has now been taken down. I'll draw a discreet veil over that, mm. but I still think. If you're 34 it's a brilliant, years old... Brilliant weekend. For exactly. one, finish on the positive. Forget about what happened yeah, exactly, afterwards. For the gone. minute, he's an FA Cup third-round hero, and that's a good story. Over 100 goals for his hometown team. I mean, please. And Three I'm, spells as well. Do you know yeah, that? I didn't exactly. know that. He's gone and gone back two yeah, times. Yeah. Third spell. That's mad. And while this may bore the two of you to the point of distraction, I think the listeners would like to hear this. Um, it, when I don't, Port Vale don't cross my path very often. No. But, but it always reminds me... Not a when, big Robbie Williams fan, then. When we first launched Football 365, and then it was a great success, and suddenly we floated the company, and it was a time when if you had any kind of internet property at all, um, people were just so greedy that they just wanted... So we, we found ourselves with a great deal of spare cash, um, which we, so we subsequently frittered away. Um, Good man. We, we, so we, and we made an attempt to buy Port Vale Football Club with the intention of putting it on television or the internet 24-7. Everything that happened, not cut down like these like these Netflix videos and things or the Netflix series. We were going to have everything. A live stream of Tom Pope getting a hamstring massage, that oh, sort of thing. And in Ro- the showers. And we talked to Robbie and said, "Will you play for them?" And he said, "Yeah, of course I will." Um, and we were going to make him in the team, and then <laughs> we were going to put it on screen twenty four seven. And we got within that of buying the club. The only thing that held us back was Burslem Council. Council. When we went to see them, there were so many things about where well, you can't really have really television trucks going in and out of the in midnight and two o'clock in the morning and all the rest of it. Because we were going to follow the players home as well, and we had it all planned out. I mean, we we were gone mad with power. Um, in the this sounds surgeon. more like yeah. the follow-up novel to 1984 than owning a football club. This sounds like torture. You can sign for us, but we're putting a camera in your toilet bowl. You get Jim. Obviously, Jim Carrey has to play in that team. I mean, you just you, you go the whole. <laughs> Honest hole, to God, we, we. I mean, now look, a lot of these. Memes Imagine are, Danny Kelly there, and you're going out in the morning. And it's like Danny looking up to the sky. He's pressing against the wall. I'm at the wall. Why am I at the wall? It's the, it's the stadium wall at Port Vale. Danny, you are my son. Look, this is one of these ideas that started in a public house, and within, because the way things were going in those days, within six weeks, 
We'd already, you know, we, we we had bits of paper from the club and all the rest of it. And as soon as Burslem Council get involved, it's good afternoon, good we, evening, we, and good night. We so backed Burslem off. They were going to slow us down, so we backed off from it. There you are. That that's the truth. Um, you want to, uh, and your hero of the week is not even a human being, just no. a part of a human being. No, I was watching the game uh, with uh, Aaron Wilbraham, <coughs> who was a man I've always admired. Yeah. Because he's a man who's continued to be exactly the same striker he was 21 years ago when he scored his first goal in the FA Cup for Stockport County against Manchester City. Um, so I'm happy that a 16-year-old went off for him and a 40-year-old came on. He scored a goal. Fantastic. Great performance from Rochdale. Blah, blah, blah. But I couldn't stop looking at his face. He looks like he's not changed physically in all that time since making his debut and scoring for Stockport and all that sort of stuff. But his face reminded me of when Hulk Hogan left the WWF, now E!, went to WCW, became Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Became darts champion. And, <laughs> and what he did, incredibly, for no reason, I've never really understood this, he's, he's a blonde man, the Hulkster, yeah. and he used to put boot polish on the side of his face to make it look like he had a really dark black beard. And Aaron Wilbraham, if he doesn't have some sort of sponsorship from Just For Men by the end of this FA Cup third round weekend, putting him live on TV on Saturday morning was a waste for everybody involved. The most phenomenal jet black beard. And it reminded me of when I was in Fiji and and Fijian men, I didn't know this until I was there, right? Fijian men, it's, 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 um, it's a real lack of respect to your family if you go bald, right? This is what a man told me in a bar. Is it true? I don't know. But he told me that if a man goes bald in the family, then that family loses respect around town. So what's quite common for Fijian men, feel free to fact check this, yeah. bloke told me in the bar in Fiji <laughs> 10 years ago during the party days, and what they do is they get like a, a hair powder... Right. And they sprinkle it on their ball patches. They dye their hair black. And that's why you should never sit on a sofa after a Fijian man because he leaves a black circle on that sofa. Oh, they, they need anti-macassars. They need anti-macassars. Yeah. What's anti-macassars? An anti-macassar, sir, Pays is for Luton, a, a doesn't piece it? Of, of linen yeah. that in Victorian times they used to put on the back of sofas um, in order to catch hair oil and stuff like that. Um, and most, I mean, so... Mad was the British Rail when it was still nationalised. As you know, I worked on British Rail yeah. in the 80s. I look forward to the book. We still had anti-macassars going up and down the railways in the first-class <laughs> compartment. Certainly the first-class compartment. Dave, they're, they're ringing up from Coulston. They're saying there's no anti-macassars on, on 11.42. Stop the train. Uh, Stop uh, it. Get it. <laughs> Can somebody get down to Clapham Junction? Stop it at Clapham and get on, what, two dozen anti-macassars. That's literally true. Um, you, now, you're both gentlemen of sport beards. Why don't you, given that it's such fun... Yours is grey and matches your fantastic thatch of hair. Yours is um, greyish, dark. No, it's on the turn. Blackish. Yeah, um, matches your eyebrows. I've gone full Wilbraham. That's why. Dye your beard a fun colour. That would be a very an interesting choice, wouldn't it? That to go that route. I'm Aaron Blue. If Aaron Aaron Wilbraham (laughs) scores in the next round, the next time we do the record book, I'll dye my beard a new colour. Well, it is the thing about that is that's boot polished. Actually, that's like going pink or pink or you know a statement colour. Yeah, but his is he. Basically, had a face like a conker. It was dark <laughs> and it was thick. There was no. There has been no darker football hair since Peter Reed's terrible uh, dye job back in the day. I yes? don't recall Peter Reed dyeing oh, his gentlemen, hair. Oh, gentlemen, please look at look I at your votes now. Savagely put grey. In, put in Peter Reed black hair. Yeah. For a while, Peter fought against the forces of nature. Yes. He did not to be. He did not, he did not like the Jungle Brothers want to be done by the forces <laughs> of nature. Thanks very much for that reference, Dan. Um, he he Looks dyed weird his with hair, black hair pitch. It looked like yeah. he put it on as a hat. Yeah. Like a helmet or something, wasn't it? 
It looks. It does look odd. He looks a bit like a middle-aged Fijian man. His hair was a normal brown colour when he, before he before he started That's to right. go grey. Do you remember uh, this, Mark? You seem less shocked than I am at this. Well, because of course, there, but for the grace of God, I guess, isn't it? The um, grace of God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever well. done the dye? Th- thought about the dye? I've I, thought about the the transplant, but I haven't got enough hair to I transplant. I dyed hair when I didn't need it dyed. Um, <laughs> but unless I, you, we're all missing the point here, unless we all do this, the whole. Anti-Macassar industry yeah. goes to oh, it's the gone. wall. It's gone. Now, back in, in the real world, <laughs> the hero for me was Michael Oliver. Sorry to bring this back down to earth. He can't grow a beard. having been uh, an absolute apologist for uh, VAR and then an absolute hater of the way that they brought it in, um, the fantastic sight of him not sending off Mila Vojevic. Actually, the irony of this is I don't think that was a red card. Bizarrely enough. Yeah, mm. I don't exactly. think it was a red card. <laughs> but having given the yellow, then being told from Stockley Park or the West London headquarters, as they're now calling oh, it, um, go and have a look at that, he went and had a look at the side of the pitch. Now, first of all, to, it was great. I think it really calmed the crowd down. I think it's a historic moment in English football. I think it may be the saving of VAR. But two things about it, because I like to moan, Two things about this hero hero of the week, Michael Oliver. There should have been some kind of announcement they were going to start, because they've been told, obviously, not to do it. Now, if they've been allowed to do it, just tell us so we know to, what to look out for. But, but is the, has that happened? See, or has Michael Oliver taken it upon himself here no, to be the, the leading across, light the, of the it? The fitness department go back, go back now, turn back, you uh, fool. But would the, would the guy at West London HQ, yeah. would, would he have been brave enough to tell him to turn around? Because they're meant to, even though they don't, allow the referee on the field to have the final say, quote, unquote. Well, this is the point is that we don't really know what's been going on in in anybody's ears, be them referees at Stockley Park or Michael Oliver, and we don't even really know what the actual rule is because it was always the word advisory, which, yeah. of course, basically yeah. means that technically everyone could have done it. If you get an advisory from your boss to turn up at 9am, you turn up at 9am though, don't yeah. you? Like You turn up when you want, guys. Mike, like, it's yeah. Saturday, you're all working. Don't it worry was, about it. It's it was 10 the, o'clock it, start. As timing goes, if anyone called Oliver... He's going to take a long walk <laughs> up to the Beadle and say, please, sir, I want to use the monitor. This was the time of the year that it should happen. And, of course, it could only happen in English football being organised by um, the, the professional referees and all the rest of it where I am breathing a massive sigh of relief because they've finally gone to the side of the pitch, looked at the monitor... It shows where we are, how far down in the depths we are of despair that even though he got the decision wrong, I'm delighted. <laughs> He's a hero. Yeah. <laughs> He's my hero of the week. It's weird. We should just point out... That wasn't red. He did two flickies. Yeah, but, I mean, but he t- he technically he's right. But, of course, that's the whole point about this. Is the, the But we also point out is that I, I, th- it, I think it's really important because a lot of people are saying, hold on, Craig Paulson did this a couple of years ago in the FA Cup. But no one's done it with the existence of Stockley Park, yeah, i.e. Yeah. with, you know... with Big Brother. With, with Big Brother yeah. looking Since down... Since Pandora's on, box was open. You. Exactly. Yeah. The first time Bye, Big Brother. Yeah. The, gods, yeah. the gods in the heaven staring down from Asgard telling you what to do on here on, you know, amongst the mortals. Okay. So it's, it's, I think it's massively important. Right. Well, what is our hero of the week then? Tom Pope, Aaron Wilbraham's beard, or Michael Oliver, whether under instruction or pure rebellion making his way to the touchline. If a man of 40 scoring his 146th goal of his career with a jet black beard having come on for a 16-year-old doesn't win Hero of the Week in FA Cup third round weekend, then what are we doing here? That's well, what I would say. I, I go, um, see, I'm going with... Uh, Tom Pope may have blotted his copybook mm, yes. or not. This this fella is going to be up in the air in terms of a hero and villain probably yeah. on, on a on an ongoing basis. 
But I'm going to go with Dan because I'm going with a fella who couldn't, as you start to point out there, Tom, couldn't grow a beard if he tried. Mike Oliver <laughs> is 10 years shy of being able to grow a beard, oh, no, and yet he manned up. And, Didn't and, he? Totally, and that's why I never understood the English phrase, he's a young shaver. Either he's young or he's <laughs> a, a shaver. <laughs> but we are giving the prize to the young shaver, Michael Oliver. I can speak about all of them. Yes, Curtis goal, unbelievable, super situation in the game, very confident, super footballer. And Nate Phillips, yeah, coming back from us, we've got incredible, both fullbacks, come on. So playing a game like this, it's, it's exceptional. Yasser Lauris, he came on. Um, he was a year ago around about, he was a right winger, now he's a left fullback. So fantastic game. Nico, fantastic game. Pedro, together with, with Adam and Curtis in the midfield. Oh, what a football game. Harvey, so mature. He's 16, so mature. Everton's team, you go to Anfield. I don't know if you won there, is it 20 attempts since they last like won? 1998. And a long, Kevin long sort of time ago, absolutely. Um, and Liverpool then announced a team which contains one or two experienced players, but not, their, not the backup players. No. After that, it is literally the kids. Yeah. Um, several of them are teenagers. Several of them are making their debuts. One of them is 16. Mm. A, a younger one comes on within minutes because of Milner's injury. Because of so poor old James younger. Milner. Yeah. Um, and you must, you must, if you've got anything about your professional footballer, you look at each other in the dressing room. You don't say we'll, we'll murder these, but you say, today's the day, fellas. We, they, they will try their best and we will beat them. And that's what's going to happen here at Anfield. Mm. And for 30 minutes, it did happen. And if Mason Holgate, player I really like, by the way, had managed to head the ball either side of Adrian, yeah. they would have won the game. But they didn't. And you could see, and it's a beautiful thing to see, the Liverpool young players grew into the game. And the second half was ridiculous. Jurgen Klopp's children <laughs> hemmed, hemmed Everton into their own penalty area from which... Several international footballers and Carlo Ancelotti could not work a way out. No. And I, great that it was to watch Liverpool and then the club, not the team, the club is in supernatural form. Everton, they cannot forgive themselves for that because that was miserable. They, they would have won that game if Duncan Ferguson was the manager. They would have had a motivation if Duncan Ferguson, who's now in charge of, I think, of emotion. I think his role is chief in charge of emotion at Goodison Park. That's his new role. Keep the, the culture of the club alive, Jimmy. I think that's basically what he does now. And if he'd given a half-time team talk some of those players, I just imagine Duncan Ferguson grabbing hold of Theo Walcott, who's done the same performance every single time he's played Although for 20 in a new years. position. He did the same performance for a new position yeah, exactly. the weekend. Just yeah. Which shows how adaptable he oh, is he's good. good for yes. five minutes, continues to gradually fade, death by a thousand cuts, subbed on 70 minutes. He's even grown a beard and tattoo. How now to try long, and be cool. How long will he, allow, will he allow his hair to grow? That's the question. Because we've always seen it razor short, haven't we? For well, he's been. He wants to look tough now. He wants to be Aaron yeah. Wilbraham now. He wants to be a Fijian granddad now. That's what he wants to be, <laughs> but he can't pull it off. A man like he's, he's, he's too timid for tattoos. Is he? Are footballers rich enough when they grow their hair like that and maybe start to dye it? Are they rich enough to to commission their own anti-macassars? Given that the industry we know has gone they, to the dogs. They could almost single-handedly revive yeah. that industry. They will, they will, I know what they'll do. They'll probably employ individual silkworms to start getting I, the silk ready. I do, I do like the fact that somewhere there is going to be an art, artisanal bespoke anti-macassar factory starting Shoreditch. up somewhere in the, well, exactly, <laughs> somewhere in the Dales of Yorkshire or Shoreditch High Street, whichever comes first. Yes, exactly. That's enough about Everton. Um Mark, your um, your villain of the week is uh, an institution or an event. Well, it is. Well, it, it's 
it's it's what it's a it's a grassroots initiative uh, <laughs> called the um, the Dubai the the Dubai Globe Soccer Awards. Now it's a it's a bit of a kind oh, of oh god, there's more awards. Yeah, Brilliant! It, it, it happened in the week. I well deserved that, as well. I, I imagine. didn't know this thing existed, but it, I was my attention was drawn to it by the fact that they are what they within players and and mm. various other parties of people who actually you know do stuff with the ball. Maybe even deserving cases. Arguably yes. that. They have Agent of the Year. Whoa. Now, and Georges Mendes won it. But not only did he win it this year, he won it in 2010 to 2015. Riola won it in 16 because he sold Pogba yeah. to Manchester United. And then Mendes has won it again from 17 to 19. Lord Mendes wins Is it prize year. money? I hope it's prize <laughs> money for the winners. Like, because that's exactly what yeah. they need. Or a big it? watch. And it, 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 the reason I've made that, that award the villain is that it's in. this is in the week when, of course... Um, Riola again has decided he's going to speak out on behalf of his player. He's so we've got so we, now we've got p- people who do a job are now kind of becoming part of the story rather than kind of helping to drive the story and make everyone football a better place. I personally think that agents are important to footballers because I'm not old enough to remember, but um, you know we all. If you understand football, you understand the period in the '60s when Jimmy Hill had to get. The minimum wage raise. No, we they were under- definitely being exploited. Yeah, no question and, and, about and, that. And when the game was invented, from the day it was invented. But now we, the public, were. are being exploited by the agents because we have to produce this money for them. Well, you say that. I don't necessarily think so. Uh-huh. Because what my point would be is that wherever, wherever that money goes, there's one pot of money. Tom, your villain of the week is uh, um, d- not climate deniers, but other deniers. Yeah, it's people who deny that the FA Cup, God bless it, God love it, and God save her, isn't the competition it once was. And it's not necessarily the people that won't accept that, it's the people that respond all morning, as they did on Sunday morning following Saturday's games, with, what a great day it was for Tranmere on Saturday. The FA Cup has lost its magic, some people say. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. I can't believe people say it. That attitude He hangs around with a very strange sound mad. of football fan, doesn't he? <laughs> They're all for G and Grandad. It's very strange. But what frustrates me How here, is your new site for gandads.com coming? <laughs> um, it's going to be launched at antimacassa.com straight yeah. after this programme yeah, is dark released. Web, I presume, yeah. um, on the very dark web. But um, anyway, let, let's go back to my villain, yeah. right? Because yeah. it, it frustrates me every year. I do this every year. That The changes that I would like to see to the FA Cup, which would be the entire competition is played in January, third, fourth, fifth and sixth rounds. Uh, Saturday midweek, Saturday midweek. Marcus had this a lot over the years and then he gets into the season do semis and final and that's how you save the FA Cup and what I get immediately is save the FA Cup what about the money that Tranmere are going to get for their replay what about that money I'd say what about the teams get knocked out in the first week of January don't play again for another month I'm sure Jurgen Klopp will be devastated should that have happened in the third round what about all the other teams who who live from hand to mouth I'm all for radical ideas but I'm not sure that you have entirely thunk And then you through. redistribute the money so the Premier League clubs don't get any money from the third and fourth oh, round. Yes, it goes can, to Tranmere, we, we it goes to re, We can redistribute the money through that well-known socialist organisation, the Dubai Globe Soccer Awards. <laughs> we, we know many people that are strong advocates for redistribution of wealth, yeah. and they're all award winners every single year. I hope we get an invite next year. <laughs> but what annoys me is that it's people that tell us continually, it's great, it's been brilliant, it's great to see all these young kids, isn't it great for Curtis Jones, it's great for teenagers scoring a hat-trick, and I just think to myself, it's okay the FA Cup now as long as we all accept that our standards have dropped it's it's like people who are happy with a tin of microwave tomato spaghetti yes it's fine it's sustenance we can enjoy it but years ago we used to make our own artisanal pasta 
And that's what it used to be. We used to roll our own pasta and have wonderful tagliatelle. And as long as we all accept it's tins I now, it's fine. Where were you living and how old are you that you were rolling your own pasta? Conceptually, as society, I would say that the FA Cup was rolling its own pasta until <laughs> 1995. <laughs> Ever since Paul Rideout's goal in 95, it's all gone downhill, the FA Cup, the pasta. I and now it's all tinned ravioli. I hate to agree with you, a bit, but, you know, you can't deny the evidence of your own eyes, ears, feelings. The FA Cup was as important. I mean, I'm going to say this. Teenage um, teenage downloaders of this podcast, please turn away now because before you, you think I'm an old fogey. It is literally a fact the FA Cup used to be as important as winning the league in this mm. country. The champions of England were thought no more highly of than the people who won the FA Cup. That's why modern doubles, starting with Spurs in 61, were regarded as some kind of impossible thing mm. because you won both these amazing tournaments. And the truth is, Mark, even for gentlemen of a certain age, we'd be, we'd be nuts to say that it has the same allure. It just doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but then again... Um, that's because there's been there's plenty of other things to contribute to your football enjoyment. So I, I'm I'm not as fussed about um, the FA Cup losing that status mm-hmm. because it was, as you point out there, to a great extent, football was binary then on a domestic level. And the only game we saw live was, of course, yeah, the FA Cup but, but final. Is, and you never saw is... you barely saw international football live uh, in terms of a European run. It was a relatively small. It was small potatoes because it was one club would go yes. to Europe, and yep. sometimes that was, and, and it would be Celtic as much as it would be an English side. But the, so tr- but the trouble that, is, it's, it's death by a thousand cuts with the FA Cup every year, and we need to accept that and save it and salvage it. And I've always advocated for for a full January of FA Cup, like they do in America with a lot of their sports. We forget everything else right now. And we do sweeps and we do bowls and we do. We're focusing on this for a month. Give it its own window. Increase the money for the lower league teams. Get rid of the replays. Get it done in four crazy cup weeks. You don't lose a Premier League weekend, and we can fall in love with it once that, that again. That would also potentially, and I'm not necessarily, I, 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 I wouldn't go the whole hog of this, but that potentially also gives you the winter break in some way, shape, or get knocked form. out and take three weeks uh, yes, off. Yes, and I can just see the Premier League teams that get uh, one week just winter break saying, "Hang on a second, haven't they had three weeks?" I mean, they complain now if there's forty. 40 minutes between one team's rest period yeah. and another. Yeah. Anyway, it would take some resolving. You make right. your point. You make your yes. point about the FA Cup. So, Everton for their performance in the FA Cup, the FA Cup <laughs> death deniers, or Dubai Globe Soccer Awards, which. Even though Mark's explained it to me, I still know nothing about. It sounds great, though. A great place to, to quaff champagne. Should with we make Mignoreola. it out of it on the weekend? Why not? Yeah, I think so. Mark, you've won there. Well done. Yay! Yeah. See you next year, Dubai. <laughs> Mark's oh, a friend of mine, can I come Sorry. too? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to the second half of this edition of the Game Day Record Book Podcast. A sort of FA Cup special, because that's what's occupied our minds, hearts, emotion and money over the past uh, weekend. I'm delighted to say I'm Danny Kelly. I am delighted to say that because I can still remember my own name. Alongside me, Tom Rennie and Mark Webster. And in a change of um, normal procedure, we're just going to have a bit of a waddle about, a kind of splash about in the best and worst things of the FA Cup. There have been lots of fantastic things and lots of less brilliant things uh, thrown up. Instead of having a best and worst performance, we'll just talk about the good and the bad and the ugly of the FA Cup this week. And we may not even decide what's the best or worst. We're just going to freeform this. Um, Tom, I know um, you, you, earlier on you spoke with passion and erudition about an old man's beard, but I think it was the old young thing 
Um, and don't put young stroke old into a search engine, anybody. Um, the old young thing that really caught your imagination this weekend. And also one thing that did really happen to me uh, after a Europa League draw is that don't put into your search engine uh, young boys of Switzerland because no. you will get security take to your desk immediately <laughs> and questioned by senior management. Uh, I think it's been a great weekend. Look, I, I'm not and a do fan. they still play at their fabulous stadium, the young boys? I have not Googled it ever since. I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, they play at the Wankdorf. <laughs> I know uh, they do. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I know you know, but it allowed okay. me to make a, a rude joke. Yeah. And it, it was it was well delivered. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I enjoyed saying it too. Um, I'm glad you had that one in hand. Uh, right, uh, let's once get on a to... pre- on a previous radio show I did. Um, but when people used to send myself and the the other broadcasting edge called Danny bits and pieces of stuff from around the world. One of the things we enjoyed more than anything else were some some paper napkins that just said Wankdorf at the corner. They were just great. They <laughs> were just good, fantastic. Especially on paper napkins. Uh, absolutely I mean, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. great advertising, isn't it? Pr- proof, ever proof there was needed that there is a living and active God. That's all I'm saying. Uh, actually, they were made as anti-Macasters, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the anti-Macasters brigade will be going mad and be saying, because this reminds me now of when my mum told me the Waterford Airport had closed down. And for some reason, I was talking about this on the radio, this is 15 years ago, and eventually the red, the lights started to come on and it was the people who run Waterford Airport said we haven't closed down my mum had just misinformed me <laughs> and they, they were furious it's closed down now I wish it opened up again it helped me a lot in the same way that no doubt there are people working very very hard making anti-macassas as we speak some of them may be making a fortune out of them and to have this level of Poor publicity and being told yeah. that it's, it's gone out of business is probably very, we very wrong indeed. We should probably point out at this stage we're not anti-anti-Macassar. No, no, we? no, no, that's right. The we're anti-anti-Macassar pro- we're brigade. Very, we're we're anti-anti-Anti-Macassar brigade, no, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. we're anti, yeah. Yeah. Um, we I've were talking about... What were we doing again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, a, pro, a program about football. Um, yeah. I would like to mention... That is so rich coming from you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you go off on some tributary mm-hmm. or other, talking about a goldfish you once owned or something... I'm not the person who brought up for G and Grandad's round here and hair No, that's true. To be fair, you're not. Or Hulk Hogan's beard. Anyway, I would like to talk a bit about the young and old mm. because there seems to have been no people playing in the FA Cup this weekend at the peak of their career. Everyone seems to have been 40, a la Aaron Wilbraham, or 16, like Jake Vokins, yeah. or uh, Harvey Elliott, or Curtis Jones, who's 18 and scored for Liverpool. Yeah. You know, if we all accept the FA Cup third, fourth round, and now a kind of time that everyone goes on holiday, but, but it now- has given us this great story of teenagers scoring and playing and pensioners scoring But you may have inadvertently um, thrown a, a fantastic spanner into the works here. That's the answer. Not playing it all in January, but make it a youth and veterans tournament only. Yes, everyone is banned from 20 to 35. So, absolutely. absolutely. So I no, like that. No peak performance players allowed. You, yeah. you, you have your good young players coming through, the one or two veterans in your squad, and then you invite back mm. a couple of star men from the past, perhaps previous FA Cup winners. Who yes. knows? Um, tricky enough Alvin for some clubs. was there on Sunday. Alvin, yeah. He could have come on for the last half hour to replace Fabian Balbuena. Yes, turn it into Victorian sideshow, everyone, why don't you? But it's really strange because this is why it's so difficult to drive a straight furrow through the argument in the FA Cup because every game you turn to has got a strong argument yeah. for having playing your best team then the next team on the list has got a very strong argument for having played all their kids it's conflicting which is, yeah. it, it, it doesn't there aren't and it, but the beauty of it is in its weird and wonderful way perhaps this is the best part of it is that it gives you stories like it used to be and like it is it still is to this very day when you're down at round one of this it's stories about postmen and builders, isn't yeah. it? And, and we do like our postmen. But do you know what? By the time it gets around the third round, 
we quite like the postman and the builders not being there anymore because we'd also like the standard of the football to be. Well, we lost our post and the builders, uh, didn't we? We lost Files, who lost to Sheffield yeah. United. We yeah. lost Hartlepool, or Hartlepools, or whatever they're called. Is yeah. there still an S on Hartlepools? No. It's, just, it's the L now, isn't it? Always... It's Hartlepool United. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I wish it was still Hartlepools, because uh, yeah. that's just a great name, brilliantly said by Brian Clough. Whenever you get the chance, to, in my mind, I always say it in Cluffy's accent. But we lost those guys, and yeah. so now we've just we've got no Lincoln City store with this year. We've got, who was the fat bloke playing for Lincoln who had grey hair and had like, a ball oh, that's patch? Right. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, big yes. fellow went up for every throw in and scored oh. at Burnley. That's the kind of story that I do want. I'm all for that, but we've lost that already this year. It has. It's, been, uh, it's, it's an odd thing, isn't it? As it has become more derided and people have played weaker and weaker teams, it is also a fact that the better teams have tended to win the tournament. Yeah. Um, we don't have those kind of mad stories where teams come... I mean, I'm, it's not a million years ago. It's 20, but I remember Chesterfield in the semi-final. Yeah. Robbed. Um, Sean Dyche, uh, Kevin Davis. They would have They would have yeah. got to the final if they'd been goal-line technology. Because they scored a goal that went over the line, and uh, but wasn't given. I'm, I'm up. For, I'm up for um, Cinderella semi-finals. I want a good final, though. I'm, I'm not so. I'm not oh, so last big year was on those awful, wasn't it? Oh, tried, should... I was doing the commentary of that at Wembley, and it was one of the toughest two Watford hours of my entire career. To actually pretend they were from the National League, yeah, <laughs> for the sake of some kind of romance. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just really it a stretch. Really. There was no need for. They that, made Troy Deeney work at a local KFC for they three did. months. <laughs> Right, yeah. Just to make sure he had the right mentality. <laughs> exactly. Speaking about things from the past, uh, just a brief one here. Chelsea's kit, their retro oh, kit, lovely. Yeah. I nice did like touch. that. Their victory, predictable. Their kit. I mean, this is me talking. Chelsea's kit, very nice. The it's, retro kit it was the become, right blue, wasn't it? It was the yeah. right blue. It's yeah. become a nice business recently because Man City did it in the Community Shield, one of the trophies they won, of course, the Community Shield yeah. in the quadruple. Uh, we had one. West Ham had one with the Thames Ironworks, which was the the original black. Was it the outfit. first year? at London Stadium they had it they did indeed and as I recall they couldn't wear it in the FA Cup third round because West Ham have done this horrible marketing thing where they've made a shirt just for the FA Cup and get knocked out in the third round every yeah. year so it's useless yeah. but the badge was too big it was like a big union jack right. and there are regulations that say the badge on your shirt as an official team in the FA Cup has to be smaller than a certain measurement yeah. and so they couldn't wear the shirt and nobody making this shirt putting it into production selling it and planning to wear it and thought should we ask the question and of course when uh Many years ago, Spurs had the 125th anniversary. They wore a shirt, yeah. that beautiful half sky blue, half white yes. shirt in a four-all draw, I seem to recall, against Aston Villa yes, at White Hart yes. Lane. Um, only Spurs could uh, celebrate their, their anniversary by going 4-1 down at home. But they, they managed <laughs> to drive show because that's like Tommy Cooper's act. When he turns round and he's, and he's <laughs> yeah. talking to himself, so they were Tottenham were a, were a decent side in the <laughs> first half and the wrong side. They in the were Manchester half. City in the second half. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that makes uh, the old sense. Manchester City, of course. Um, but uh, for just for those who are interested in retro kits, of course, the place where they really do this a lot is in the NFL for various reasons. Yeah, lots of anniversaries. Um, clubs, American football clubs, turn out in their old kits but they always look like they're playing in their drawers. For some reason, <laughs> the old kits look like they're playing in a, a onesie or their underpants. Yeah. And so I'm not, I'm not, I don't like it in America. I've got to be honest, I don't Doesn't like work. it. No, it Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18+, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. If people want the FA Cup to be treated with the respect and prestige that it probably deserves. Certainly for the championship teams, don't put it at the back end They sort of four or five games in 12 days. I don't know where to put this one because the, 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 the Norwich versus Preston game offered up, I think, potentially the best and the worst of what we're talking about here. The Alex Neil derby. Well, exactly. Because you, he had a go and he had a lot to prove, didn't he? Um, and he didn't do it in this particular game because <laughs> the young Norwich side did it. A boy from College Corinthians. Lovely. From Cork. Who Mick McCarthy? How about the irony in this? Mick McCarthy apparently said he's he's going to have to play him get him a, a Republic of Ireland cap quickly so he doesn't get nicked. Yeah. Now, in what world do do Republic of Ireland players start getting nicked from other countries when you're actually bald in the Republic of Ireland? <laughs> it's a real it's a turn up for the books, isn't it? Really? Well, as, as somebody who follows the Republic of Ireland, the the, the recent um, pilfering of people like Declan Rice and. Uh, um, born in London. I know he's born in no, London. But this, I, either this kid we're talking about was born in Cork. Sure. So he's worried that he's going to actually, actually, a, a, an Irish-born footballer <laughs> would be stolen. Well, for away. a start, I think it's part of the, uh, the 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 Good Friday Agreement that anybody born anywhere on the island can represent can, any part of the island. Um, and suddenly, if Northern Ireland suddenly became a great team, then maybe he's fearing that Northern that sort well. of influx. Yeah. Well, he's nipping in early. But what's interesting about and how do you feel about this? Because I don't know if it's best or worst. Alex Neil made the point that he gets a hat trick, which is great news. But two of the goals directly resulted in the fact that he was he was offside in the build up mm. for one, and then in the in a penalty for the fourth. Yeah. And the, and the point that Alex Neil made was. If this game was a reverse fixture, if Preston were playing at Norwich, VAR would have applied. So does this make this unfairly unbalanced? A hundred. In, this, in, is, this is one of the things that's annoyed me more than anything else this weekend. Is that in the Premier League this year with the video, with the video assistant referee technology, they've said they won't change it much mid-season. Why won't they change it? Because the integrity of the competition will be altered if we change the rules I midway through. That, and now we've that. got some games that have got VAR. So I actually heard what Alex Neil had to say, and I thought. It is an Olympic year. Does he think we're having an Olympic straw-clutching champion? You know, is he trying to get the British straw-clutching team? I mean, what a ridiculous thing to say. He knows full well that the FA Cup, unlike the Premier League and all its magnificence, the FA Cup starts on bad pitches with no goal-line technology and makes its way through. Otherwise, you have to play every game at Wembley. 
whole tournament. Do you know what? Hundreds and hundreds of games. Do you know what, Dan? You may have cracked it. We've got it. The whole of January. We're halfway there already. Do a little bit like an under... like You know when like local clubs, under 8s to under 15s, do a tournament at the same ground on the same day? Yeah. Basically, this is both of your points now. The whole of January, all games at Wembley. I love it. But everybody moves in all the hotels on the North Circular. All of football moves to North London and plays at Wembley continually. We kick off at 7am in the morning. We go all the way to midnight every day for 30 days until there's a win. aren't they, by the way? They're going to love it. Sounds a bit like following Port Vale for 24 hours a day, doesn't well, it? Yeah, that, we'll see if Burns can allow it. And you've, or you're Liverpool showering, Everton showering next door. What time's your game I, kick I off, James like Milner? I well, don't know, Gilfie. What's the prize here? Oh, you get the, 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 the legendary and historic trophy, the FA Cup, plus three and a half million quid. What do the losers get? Oh, antique antimacassars. <laughs> And a vintage kit that your team played in in 1923. <laughs> Lest we forget as well, the trolley dash around Ikea. Which, of course, is the big thing at Wembley. I mean, we all got... want to do that, don't we? 20, that... 20 minutes, James Milner with a trolley, and yeah. all he would get is one yucca plant. I, I'm with you, though. I couldn't get out of the Antimic casserole. If I'm, if I'm an Ikea, <laughs> that's all I'm getting. And, and, and we my... need another trolley. <laughs> and tea lights. I, I, I leave oh, with about actually, 8 million tea lights. No, yeah. And all your Antimic go up then, don't let they? You're ask, not thinking let about Let me this. ask you. You're, you're, you're from uh, from London, both of you. Why why was nobody at the Millwall game in the FA Cup? I know. And, and Middlesbrough had a similar issue. Middlesbrough were really good. Yeah. Well, and, and, and they've been, and got they, away, didn't and they? Jonathan yeah. Woodgate's getting them going. They've had, I think, four or five home wins in a row. You'd have thought this Mourinho was a great game. Mourinho in town. You'd think this is a great game for the Borough fans to get behind their, you know, mm-hmm. their local hero. And they were thin on the ground. I've got to be honest with you, my answer to that would be, quite literally... How much more football can I go mm. to after I've just had Christmas? That, that was Neil Harris's argument, Millwall manager. He basically, sorry, Cardiff manager yeah. now, but he was talking about why Cardiff was also the same. Uh, and, they've, and they've been going on about the fact that there is just not enough money to spend on going to this many games over the festive period. But I think it's more the fact, firstly, Millwall got no fans, two empty stands for an FA Cup game. Pathetic. Uh, but also... Sorry, says West Ham fan Tom Rennie. But that is the fact. That is, that's a, that is a pure fact. Who are you pointing the finger at there? I mean, you, you can't point the finger at people who aren't there. Because there's you, no one there. Yeah, who are you pointing well, at? You have to, but you have to commend the ones who go. I do commend the ones that go, but I would say that there's uh, 20,000 average attendance at Millwall and 5,000 so turned up so for a game against Millwall Newport. for having less fans. I would say boo everybody involved for not finding a, a way to make this more appealing and again, to Millwall I think, fans. I think some people are spoiled now. With all due respect, the... The draw is made for the third round of the FA Cup. Huge excitement. Um, and along comes, uh, here comes Beyonce to make the draw for the third round of the FA Cup. And unless you get a glamour tie, yeah. everyone's sitting there going, oh. I mean, Hartlepool the getting Oxford, they must have been gutted. <laughs> and they got thrashed as well. <laughs> no, but gutted. It's a, but See, Beyonce a should be allowed to fiddle, fiddle with the balls there, shouldn't she? You'll, you'll see her at the Dubai Globe Soccer Awards <laughs> next year, obviously. <laughs> Selling anti On your arm, apparently. Uh, uh, exactly. I shall score onto the stage <laughs> yeah. in the Mark, style to which she has become accustomed. Yeah, I'll be, uh, Mark, Mark, is that right? You're going, you're going to Dubai for the big awards. Can I come? We're mates in that. No, I'm taking Beyonce, Danny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Andrew will beat him up in a lift. It'll be a whole it thing. It was close. It was close. Yeah, sorted but, snail. I, but there were attractive ties that were also poorly attended. Mm. And funny enough, it probably comes back to the nub of what we were talking about anyway, is... If you if, if, as the FA Cup become diminished in fans' interpretation of how they like watching their football because they just don't like it anymore, or has it been made that way in their head because the way it's treated? Yeah. And that, now we come on to I think we can all join in the circle. And maybe not. Tom, Tom's a traditional controversialist, so he may disagree <laughs> with this. Isn't it the fact that uh, part of the attitude of 
people don't want to pay 40, 50 quid, whatever they're having to pay for an mm. FA Cup tie when they see the managers of Premier League clubs treating it like, well, like you wouldn't treat a sick dog. Don't they know the FA Cup is not just for the first weekend after Christmas? <laughs> it's for life. <laughs> it's for life. Give us some examples. Dane Smith. Yeah, I mean, Dean Smith came out after the game and said, this is not our priority. It's not high on our priority list. A, a thought echoed by Graham Potter at Brighton, who made seven changes to what would be his usual side. Um, same for Norwich City, Daniel Farker. You know, it, it worked out in the end because he just scored that hat-trick, but yes. that was rather luck than design. Watford played a bunch of kids. And, you know, I was chatting to a Watford fan before the game and he was going, he's happy with it. And I'm thinking to myself, how, has, how have they groomed you to a position where you are happy to pay to watch second-rate substandard games? Again, I'm accepting of that that's the way it is and that's the way it's always going to be unless something radical happens. But I don't know how people have been groomed to the position where they're willing to pay to watch the understudy, <laughs> well, actually, to watch Lisa Simpson play the saxophone and not the world's number one saxophonist. Well, but, but you're arguing, well, uh, perhaps, and the answer may well be, is the way it's sold. Because, I mean, if you if you put it like that, that's saying, like, what kind of mug goes and watch their twenty their development squad? They're not as good as footballers as the first-team squad. Yeah, well, I what? think you'll find because they're... they're it does go with that. Well, I, people who support their football team and like watching I've the never paid to go and watch development no, football. That's you, Tom. I'm saying other people do. But isn't that mad? Why would you go and pay to watch? Well, not well, the same price, though. No, no, no. You pay a quid. I mean, well, it, but my feeling... But this is it. I'm, the, mm-hmm. the point you made, I think, Dean Smith being the archetypal of this one here, perhaps the Watford manager, perhaps Nigel Pearson said, actually didn't because he was miserable about it afterwards. <laughs> but there would, there's Jurgen Klopp, unfortunately, we have to use an example. Yeah. Jurgen Klopp would have said, come along and see the flush, of, see the next generation at Anfield. Mm-hmm. Your chance to see. Now, I'm buying into that. And every team could do that. If Dean Smith could. could actually have made the, done the same job by saying this is a great opportunity for you to see Thank you, some of the young Cup, guys. He'd say, I'm, I'm, he'd say in advance I'm, I'm going to play kids but if you want to see what brilliant kids we've got here they come. It's a great sales pitch. But, but then that means to me that the FA Cup isn't a major competition. It's a reserve team competition. Don't we have Premier League well, too? That, but that's the reality of a, a, a large part of it now and I mean we talked about this earlier. And that in itself means it needs to be saved or, or made a reserve team cup. Yeah but again I say I don't think the results back that argument. I think that Norwich game. Um, it, this is my point: is there isn't a strike. The, the the Tottenham and West Ham played as strong a side as they could, yeah. both for extraordinarily sensible reasons. That you'd argue, yeah. Mourinho wants to galvanise, and you'll you'll confirm or deny this. Wants to galvanise the troops because they're relatively they new need to games. Him. They need games Get under games him. Together. Yeah, same and, with David Moyes. And, and David games. Moyes is, has won one and doesn't want to lose the second one. So. There's valid reasons for that. But equally, Daniel Farker walks out of that Norwich game. He's given a new cult hero to the Norwich faithful. He's seen whether this kid, he may now decide that he's worth playing a little bit more often. And he hasn't played his other players and he's in a relegation battle. Kid so, impresses in reserves. Don't make me pay for it. I'm more than happy for it to be a thing. As long as we all accept the FA Cup, which was once the most important competition in the country, yep. the thousand cuts have worked to such a degree now they really that have. we are happy to watch reserve team football. And that's fine. I am accepting of it. I'm merely flagging it up right, as well, a real shame. Well, we're coming to the end of this Game Day Record Book podcast. So let me ask you, having had a, 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 a jolly good laugh about Andy Macassas and your beards, <laughs> um, in all seriousness, uh, try and use your skill. I want, I want you, I'll quote the Godfather, I want you to use all your skills and all your powers now. Do you think the FA Cup will even exist in 10 years' time, Mark? Yeah, it will do, uh, because the EFL Cup is probably the one that will go. Yeah. Well, that will make room, because I think they need to know. I think they need the FA Cup 
to exist and be strong because the FA need it. The Premier League don't so much. The FA need their power base. It, and do you know what? We are talking about a, a, a tournament that was spread over a long weekend at various different kickoff times because we know for a fact in the very company we're sitting here, it was played across live across yeah. four continents. Mm. So people are buying the FA Cup to listen to and they're buying into the fact that they're listening to the oldest cup tournament in the world. So I think it gets... I think it gets rebooted and tweaked and other stuff suffers for it. I think it has, uh, as, as Mark says, it has been rebooted and it has been changed, altered, amended. I think we're in a situation where the League Cup has to go. Uh, it has to go in its current guise. What I would do is if you qualify for European competition, you don't get in the League Cup. That's always been a position I've held, and I think that would encourage the other teams to try and win it. Watching Man City reserves win it until the final. In fact, they even play like Costel Pantillamon and Willy Caballero in the yeah. finals. You know, they don't care well, about it. Well, they played it. two goalkeepers. So that me. In, in different, oh, uh, different, sorry, different finals. That, that really is taking a bit, But frustrating. <laughs> th- that annoys me. So <laughs> that needs massive change. But this competition will exist because people love it. The reason that every year I feel like I do end up moaning about it so much is because I do love it so much. I love the FA Cup final that, that we were in, that I was at, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and, and By we, you're pointing at Mark. Of course. Uh, it's a West United, yeah. All there, football yeah. fandom is and ever has been is a fleeting chance for mere mortals to experience glory. And there is no way for a fan of Everton, Newcastle, West Ham, even Bristol City in the Championship, Leeds United these days, to experience any sort of glory because financial disparity has taken that away from us. So what have we got? We've got the FA Cup left. And then when I see... Bournemouth making 11 changes to get knocked out by whomever in the FA Cup, it annoys me, and it'll always annoy me. It will exist because people do love it enough, but I think it does need a significant radical change, and I've already outlined today and many times in the past an example of what I would like to see. But any radical change, I'm on board with. And yes, I feel... Respect for it. I feel your pain because you have, as you say, over several years now, since you became a top football pundit, um, expounded these uh, theories for the FA Cup to absolutely no answer from the authorities. It reminds me of when I wrote to the people who run international swimming, um, saying that... It's It's too much water, yeah. It's a very boring sport to watch. And the the solution (laughs) I came up with, and I did write this letter, the solution I came up with was to put a fin on their back, a large fin onto which you could project... A, advertising, but B, and more importantly, what their face looked like. So we could pick a winner. We could follow lane four. She's the one for me. Lane six, he's a, <laughs> he's a likely-looking lad. I'll go for them. Do you know what? I never got a letter back. Um, and the only thing, when I told other people, they said, what would you do about the backstrokers? See, people are just looking to fail, aren't they? I had a radical idea to transmogrify uh, modern swimming into a global sport, appreciated by There's everyone. There's always naysayers, aren't there? There are. There the 100 are. is a good idea, all right? Yeah, the 100. A new idea. Innovation. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do the a football version of the 100. over three weeks, every game played at Wembley, great idea. And swimmers wearing electronic fins onto which you can project images is a great idea as well. You've heard all of these, first and foremost, at the Game Day Record Book podcast. Thank you for downloading it, despite its content every week. <laughs> I've been Danny Kelly. Thank you very much as well to Mark Webster and Tom Rennie. We'll be back next week when I would like to pretend the order will be restored, but I very much doubt it will. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 